Welcome to the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. We've got another guest with us tonight, uh, Coach Rex Rote, who's been on before, uh, head coach of Samba FC. Uh, Harry, Jose, you guys, uh, unfortunately, Todd couldn't make it, but, you know, the show must go on, and, uh, you know, we'll always be here to try and put out an episode. Did kind of want to let you guys know what's going on. We're going to be making an announcement before this show airs, but due to some of the feedback that we've gotten from talking to some of our viewers and stuff like that, uh, one of the biggest criticisms, which we appreciate them, is just having kind of a set day and time that, that we do the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. So through some discussions with uh, just some different real life stuff and, and different work schedules and everything else, we figure it'll be easier to kind of pre-record either Sunday or Monday during the week. And uh, our new show or our, our show now is going to be on Wednesdays at 830 every week. So you guys won't have to worry about when, what day, anything like that. So we appreciate that feedback from our viewers. Jose, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Uh, been a busy, been a busy week. Been a busy weekend. Lots of soccer going on. Uh, glad to do another show with you guys again. Absolutely, man. We're glad to have you on. And Harry, it has. It's been a, a crazy with the World Cup going on and, and trying to catch those games. And I know you're working two jobs, man. How are you, sir? Doing well. Like I said, here been catching some World Cup during the day. Uh, a little upset that Argentina make it in our in our contest. I had them uh, finishing last in the group, and they were well on pace. And well, <sighs> still leading, still yeah. leading the uh, San Antonio yeah, yeah. Soccer for, Roundtable for people, pool. Though people that entered the contest that signed up, uh, don't forget about it and keep your eye on it. Um, yeah, we have, uh, yeah, the yeah, round of have... sixteen picks is up next, so it, yep. it's not over. Like there's still more work to do. So. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I'm like second to last right now with five, but you know, of the course. next round, the points are worth double. So could be a comeback, but uh coach Rex wrote, I know you just got done with practice uh, there with Samba. Thank you for getting home and joining us for this. We're definitely going to get into uh, some Samba news. How are you feeling right now, sir? Oh, feeling great. You know, I'd feel much better if we uh, uh, would have picked up some points on our, on our uh, three uh, weekend road trip. You know, unfortunately we, we were blanked out all three weekends, but um, it was a learning experience uh, for the boys. Um, we're uh, glad to be home, to be honest with you. I mean, we're glad to uh, step on a pitch over at Whit uh, Whitley Heights and uh, for this Saturday um, and play against, uh, well, uh, it's a strong team that we're playing against. But, you know, they are beatable. They lost they their first game last Saturday, Katie, uh, at Plexico KDFC. So, um uh, you know, the boys are pumped up. We had a good practice. Actually, it was a little laid back today, more of a, of a recoup day. Always Tuesdays are a little more laid back. Uh, Wednesdays are, are, are more of a working over at the Wheatley and work on the field. And Thursday, obviously, is, is, is preparing for Saturday's matches. So three games left. We are out of the playoffs. I mean, but we want to finish strong, um, you know, do the right thing. And uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. And we really could use that 12th man, as I said before. We want all our fans to – to please come to the Wheatley Heights on this Saturday, June 30, uh, June 30th, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, um, 6.30, the gates open. And uh, just, you know, come on out and cheer us on. I mean, we really could use it. So we missed all you guys, so we're glad to be home. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you guys got a home game, as you said, against Atletico Katie, who proved that they are beatable. Uh, Round Rock was able to uh, – get three points against them. So we're going to get into some Samba FC news in, in, in just a minute. But first, just wanted to highlight another team who faced a powerhouse here at home in, in their first home matchup, which was the San Antonio Blossoms as they took on Lone Star uh, this past Wednesday. Um, the Blossoms had some great chances early on. 
the first 20 minutes, it, it really looked like it could be anybody's game. I was very impressed with the way that they stood up to their powerhouse of the uh, conference. Um, Christina Nunez, you remind me of Darnell King. I mean, she played right back, ha- had some impressive attacks, just really held the ball very well and dominated the defense. And, you know, a lot of the fans that were there were asking kind of who number three was that uh, hadn't really seen any of the Athenians games, which obviously she's a transfer player from them. Uh, but she had an impressive performance. Um, you know, in the 20th minute, uh, the Lone Star Academy was awarded a PK, which I didn't really feel like was a foul, but they were able to put one on the board. It would end 2-0 to zero at halftime. Uh, number 19, Arias, had a great performance up top. The forward was able to score one early there in the second half. Uh, unfortunately, Lone Star would go ahead and put one on as well, and uh, they would end up losing 4-1. to one. Um, The other player that really stood out to me was number one, Kendall Kloza. Um, Her size, she's kind of like Christina Nunez. Her nickname is Tiny. Um, But her performance, she played really physical, didn't shy away from the ball. I thought she was still maybe a high school player. You know, I'm not sure if it's just because I'm getting older, you know, that they look smaller. (laughs) But uh, come to find out, she just graduated recently, is going on to play at the next level. Uh, Got to talk to her dad a little bit afterwards. He's an athletic director as well here in San Antonio. So hoping to maybe get to chat with her on one of these episodes and talk to her about just kind of her experience and, and her future. But you saw a lot of good individual performances, I felt like, out there on the pitch, even if they didn't get the result that they wanted against Lone Star. But uh, Harry, what were your thoughts just kind of here on the San Antonio Blossoms? And uh, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so I wasn't able to attend the match here, but I was able to watch it thanks to uh, Soy Saf, and you know who did a you know excellent job of, of broadcasting it. Um, you know, so to me, especially like you know the, the start of the second half, you could really see you know you know the growth from the first half to the second half, and you know, especially where they're able to pull one back and you know um, you know so to me, like I said here, with them being a real young team, first year team, that was kind of you know it seemed like it was uh, thrown together, kind of you know. Late, late in the, you know, late in the, on the calendar here for it to get started. So, uh, to me, the, the only, the only missed opportunity that I really think that the, you know, San Antonio Blossoms are missing, um, and it's not on the pitch, but it's more off, and and that's the the fan interaction. And you know, uh, San Antonio FC does a great job. Samba, you know, does a great job. Um, but the one that that's missing it, you know, is the Blossoms. So, you know, I wish they would, uh, you know, either on game day, you know highlight a little bit more of, of the game action with, with some of the players' names. I know that would help us out. Um, but to me, it's a great way to interact with your fan base and grow the fan base, which, you know, you know, especially at this level here with the WPSL or UPSL or even, you know, you know, you know, in the USL, you know, that, that fan interaction is, is, you know, a pivotal action that I think um, for a first-year organization, they're, you know, it's a missed opportunity that, that, that they're doing. Yeah, no, and I, I can agree with you there. You know, we've kind of talked a little bit about SAFC and just the FO not really reaching out more. And it's like, you know, obviously they have the dollars and stuff like that to market and advertise and those kind of things. But social media is free. And I think we were talking before uh, we did the episode about how, like, we just happen to both kind of look at their Twitter account to kind of gauge their social media. And I think they follow one person, you know, and it's just they have like... one person following and they've got 67 tweets. Yeah, yeah. So there is a little bit to be desired. I know there was some confusion as far as ticket prices went from Wednesday. You know, at first they advertised that it was uh, $5 per game or you could buy like a season ticket for 20 And then on Wednesday, all of a sudden it was $10 a ticket. Bucks, yeah. But I, I got a wristband, so I don't know if I'm a season ticket holder now, you know, you're, or what. So Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, there's been a little bit of confusion just in that regard, which that, that's still a great deal. If you can be a season ticket holder for 10 bucks, I mean, but advertise that, you know, promote that let people know that hey we're not doing the $20 thing would rather you just come out and watch uh coach Rex wrote I know with Samba you guys kind of just do the six dollars to park per car you know you just want people out there in the stands to kind of watch the team it's you know so it's it's just there's a little bit of confusion as far as social media goes and there's a little bit to be desired in that regard Gordino did you yeah I got a question for coach um coach um here at um at the, at the at the level that you guys are, do you for social media? Is it one person that runs it? Do you have a team of people that run it? Take turns? How does that work? Because um, I, mean, I see that that you guys are are are, are active. 
yeah. uh, compared to, to the Blossoms here, which which would be you know like like the guys are saying that they're losing um, fan interaction or, or or just fans that they could att attract to the games, at least well, promote the games. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you. Um, to answer that question, I'm gonna have to put on my hat for communications because <laughs> I handle all the social media, at least ninety okay. percent of it for Samba. Right. I have a gentleman that helps me out. Um, uh, soccer mobster who um, basically will uh, at the beginning of last year he um, uh, kept it open and, uh, and announced us and just basically went down the line with anybody here in San Antonio who had a Twitter account and, and just introduced us but uh, everything you see on the Facebook uh, as far as banners as far as promos pictures um, they're all created um, right here on my phone Okay. Uh, it, it takes some time. Um, yeah. I've gotten really good at it now. And let me tell you, man, it's, <laughs> it would take a couple hours for certain things, but now it takes me 10 minutes to do something. Uh, so I, I, I handle all that. You know, I'm looking forward to, to bringing the staff down the road. Um, you know, uh, obviously, um, uh, interns would help. We do have a couple of interns, uh, a couple of uh, Johnson High School interns that help us out during game time. Um, uh, we just hired uh, uh, somebody uh, to do the front door for us during game. Uh, uh, Coach Augie Mendes uh, uh, knows this kid over at Antonian, so he came, he he's he was hired to to do the front door for us. Uh, but uh, aside of that, everybody else is a, is on a volunteer. Uh, the, right. the managers, our kit man, our kit man's got two duties. Uh, he volunteers. He's a kit man and he's an equipment manager. So Chris does a great job doing that. Um, but um, you know, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. It's social media, like like Scott was saying, it's 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 free. I mean, seriously, why not take advantage of it? Um, I try to get as much information out there as possible. And I'll be honest with you, I'm sure people are probably receiving stuff from me. I mean, not only that, I, in my contacts, whatever I put out in my, in my social media, I'll put out my contacts and letting them, mm -hmm. let them know, I'll let other coaches know, let other players know, you know, past players and things like that. And I'm probably like, Oh God, here goes coach Rex for again, sending me texts. I don't know if I'm been blocked already, but you know, <laughs> it, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. I yeah. mean, this is my baby, you know, some is my baby and I, I want it out there. And um, you know, uh, we would love to charge admission, uh, but I made a, a decision way back that um, for me, for me that is, I think it was more important to bring fans in the stands mm -hmm. uh, to see the product out there, to introduce ourselves. Um, you know, we are in a certain way competition with SAFC, not in the game level sense, but the time they play, the days they play. Um, you know, I mean, people would rather go see SFC play, which I understand that. So we have to do certain things to get people in the stands. And, um, you know, the, the, the parking has to be done. The city charges for that. And it's, and it's their facility. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I think Harry mentioned this. Mm -hmm. Four people in the car. That's a dollar, what, dollar fifty, Harry? Yeah, it was like that, yeah. Per person? I mean, where are you going to see some soccer like that, man? So uh, and just it's $6, dollars, it's worth yeah. it to... Yeah, the facility yeah. is great. You know, the facility is very nice. Morning. Well, yes. wait, speaking of the facility guys, wait till uh, next year. They uh, they're going to be breaking ground in the next couple of months. Um, I don't know if you guys notice uh, as you enter um, the stadium is on one side. There's a small parking lot. On the other side, well, they're going to rip up that parking lot. They're going to put locker rooms, a banquet hall. They're going to put showers. They're going to oh, put. Nice. I mean, that whole that whole parking lot is going to be uh, is going to be just a beautiful facility, um, and they should be breaking ground on that in, in about two months or three months or so. So, uh, I can't wait for that to happen because right now we're missing we're missing uh, locker room right now. Sure, so. sure. No, it gives you it gives you a space to go to to kind of prepare at halftime and things like that. And yeah. you know, my philosophy yeah. as far as social media goes is if you're not getting blocked, you're not doing something right. So keep at it, Coach Rex. Wrote. You're doing a hell of a job there <laughs> on you. social media. You guys aren't blocking me, are you? No, no. <laughs> well, but my, my whole point in, into this is, you know, like I follow a lot of podcasts. So not only you know most mainly USL podcasts, but I'll repeat you know the the Samba stuff. Um, you know, the, the, you know, you know, since we're kind of focused on that, the UPSL, you know, central conference, they have, they have a thing there and, and there's a, mm -hmm. a UPSL, a UPSL wire that, so you'll see some of the tweets that, that we send out. There's a podcast for UPSL. Right. Yeah. They have a podcast. So, so um, to me, it's, it's, it's how you kind of build that out. And if, you know, like, you know, I, you know, I have what 200 or 500 followers or something like that. If, if I retweet something from that, that to me that that it just it expands that it's free advertisement, and and not only just here locally, but you know throughout the state of Texas, and you know especially you know you know through the area here, 
um, you know, cause I know, you know, you know, after the, the match with the, the team from Colleen, you know, you know, we've, you know, you know, I've exchanged texts kind of back and forth a little bit or, or tweets back and forth with them a little bit here just to kind of understand their, you know, their background and where they're going. So that way here in Texas that we can grow the game. Cause that's, that's really what all four of us are here for is to help grow the game, you know, for the future. Like I have a 10 year old son that's all into it. You know, coaches teaching young men how to play, you know, Scott, you played and, and so did Jose. To me, that's that's why we're here. And, and you know, would it be awesome? You know, like my son wants to be, you know, on San Antonio FC. You know, would it be awesome if one day he did that? Sure. But you know, our goal, you know, at least my goal is to to promote the game. And I think that's a big missed opportunity that the Blossoms are, are missing, especially for the women's game. That they need they need all the help that they can get. Um, and that's not a disrespect to to the Blossoms or anything like that. Just you know, it, it just you know, it's 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 a struggle when it comes you know, to women's soccer on getting that fan interaction. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and getting back to uh, Coach Rexro, what you were talking about with the uh, new facility that y'all are going to be having there at Wheatland, you guys went down to Houston to play the Oilers this past weekend. Tell me yeah. a little bit about their facility and, you know, just kind of the game and, and what happened. Catch everybody up. Um, the facility, well, they were bouncing around, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a couple of home games. But I think now they they finalized their their the next uh, home games they have um, at San Jacinto, San Jacinto Community College in Houston. I believe it's the it's the south um, campus area. Uh, the facility was very nice. Uh, the field was wow. <laughs> I mean, the field was incredible. It was it was just primo. It was very nice, green. It was just just looked like a pool table, man. It was just a pleasure, pleasure to play on that field. Uh, it was a warm day, obviously, uh, very humid, as always, in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, having those uh, long rides out there, you know, it, it took us three hours and 35 minutes to get out there because they're Houston. Uh, there's, uh, the, the team is now in the Bay Area now. Okay. They're, they're located in the Bay Area. So I, I believe that's a little further south. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it took us about three, three hours and 25 minutes to get there. Um, you know, we always like to arrive at least a good. Uh, if the game's, let's say the game's at four, I always like to get there at least two hours before the game. Have the boys, uh, you know, 30 Check minutes field. stretching out, walking around, doing their thing, and then little by little get into uh, warm-ups and things. Um, the game, uh, you know, we, we started off strong. Um, they started off strong. Um, but uh, what really killed us uh, uh, was turnovers. We, we, we have a tendency of, of um, connecting a lot of turnovers, um, and um, sometimes we don't fight for the ball back. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot has to do with, 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 the, with the young team that we have. You know, players are 17 to, to about 20 years old, average. Uh, you know, um, some of them are club players. A lot of them are high school players. And a lot of them are, 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 are Sunday league players. So, you know, they're, they're just starting to get used to the structure and, and what is in the, in the commitment, what is needed. Um, so uh, developing them off the, off the pitch like that. Um, from, we got talent on the team, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's – uh, we were hoping to at least pick up three points or maybe pick up a point here and there uh, on those three uh, games uh, that we played away. And we were, we just were not able to do it. You know, we re- I really wanted to take it to um, no disrespect to Raul over at Houston, um, USA ISL. Uh, I couldn't even say it fast. For the USA, USA ISL. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just me. USA ISL. What are they? Oilers. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, you can't say it three times. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, no disrespect to Raul over there. Uh, I really wanted to win that game. They spoiled our home opener. Right. And wanted to, 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 to get back those three points. And, and we were just not able to. Um, you know, we, we are out of, uh, like I said earlier, we are out of contention of uh, playoffs. But uh, we have three games left. Uh, we have two home and away with uh, FC Knights. So this game this Saturday against um, Atletico Katie is going to be a, a very tough game for us. We played them very well over there in Houston. Uh, it's funny. They're, they're from Katie, but they play in Houston. Mm-hmm. But we played them very, very strong. And um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, uh, we're looking – our players are looking forward to playing under the lights. 
have some Saturday night lights out there, you know, and having the fans come out. I think we'll get a lot more fans now. Um, I don't know the schedule of SAFC. You guys would know this. Are they playing this Saturday? Oh, uh, yes, they, they are playing. They're, at, they're away. Away at Colorado Springs. Oh, so away? There's, away. Yeah, they're okay. playing away. They're playing away. Okay, because yeah. that helps. We'll see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we want to we just uh, keep improving, uh, keep developing, you know, uh, putting this product together. This team has always been uh, obviously, winning is is, is 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 a plus, but it's it's never been about winning. It's been about developing the players, giving them an opportunity to 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 shine, to 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 showcase themselves, and then we're doing that. Well, um, and- but the players that we have now that came through preseason and and trials, they're not the same players, man. They're not the same players. They've grown tremendously, and um, looking forward to having them back. Uh, who wants to come back next season? Um, and adding on to our tryouts because we're holding our first trial next month. Yeah, and that's um, kind of what I wanted to ask you about. Um, I, I know I want to get into that Atletico Katie match a little bit more uh, moving forward, but you guys have some upcoming trouts because y'all have a fall season. I mean, as you mentioned, this one, you're no longer really in contention for a playoff run. Not that you're going to give up or don't have anything to prove to the city of San Antonio or that any game is less meaningful, but uh, tell us a little bit about those trouts for the fall. What do you anticipate in terms of just you know openings for players because of players moving on because you do have some players moving on which I also want to discuss, but tell us a little bit about the tryouts. Uh, we're hoping to have our first trial, which would be the 7th of July. That's a Saturday. Uh, we were planning to do July 4th uh, as well, but um, we need a holiday. I don't know what kind of turnout we'd have, but we're, we're searching for July 7th. Um, I have yet to get a confirmation from Wheatley uh, of the field availability. I think it will be available. And if we do have the tryouts, uh, we're looking for an evening tryout. Okay. Um, you know, uh, a little cooler. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think uh, there's another team that ha- is holding their tryout, not to give them uh, some publicity on it, but I don't mind. Bernie, I believe, is holding their tryout mm-hmm. earlier in the day on the 7th. I hope they do well. Uh, they're coming aboard the first time in fall. Um, so we, we're, we'll see what happens. Um, what we're looking for is um, we're going to be uh, looking for players for our UPSL team for the 2018 fall season. And we're looking for players to fill the, the U.S. Open Cup team. Um, uh, that would be the team that uh, is going to go through the pre Um That starts in October. And uh, so if we have, um, you know, the majority of the UPSL players uh, that we receive are good, you know, are strong enough to play the U.S. Open Cup team, then we'll take that. But um, we've already been getting a lot of, um, well, I have been getting a lot of uh, emails and a lot of messages from international players in Mexico who are interested in playing the qualifying. Um you know, they plan to come out here with a tourist visa because the qualifying is only, I believe, lasts only two months or two and a half months. So they're interested in getting some exposure during that. Um, so, um, and then we're going to hold uh, another trout in August. We're looking to, uh, I would say before the fall season starts, we're going to go about three, three tryouts. If okay. we don't have enough players, we don't like, are not satisfied with the talent that we see in the first two tryouts, we'll definitely hold a, a third tryout. And season starts, I believe the, should be about third or the last week of September. Mm. That's when the U- new UPSL season starts. It's going to be a longer season now because um, there'll be no longer five teams in the South. I think they're going to be as much as seven to eight teams now in the South. Okay. So it's going to be a longer season, more games, uh, which is going to be fun. And also the North sea- North side is going to have the same amount of teams too. So, um, oh, uh, a new team. Uh, maybe you guys already heard about this, but uh, there's a new Houston team. Uh, just signed up for the fall season that we were playing in the South. They're called um, Armadillos. Yeah, yes, the famous logo, the yeah. Armadillos. Yeah. Yep. Armadillos. Uh, so so you're really looking at eight teams, right? Because uh, yeah. there was a team that was listed. You got Bernie that came on after the season started. Right. And, then, and then, uh, the Armadillos over, over Armadillos. in Houston. So and that would put you at eight. Right. Well, I heard also Brownsville, the NPSL team, might be coming aboard. So, so nine, yeah. yeah, so, you know, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. And then I do know that uh, one or two of the TPSL teams is uh, is, is going to be registering. So, um, you know, that's I'm just happy that, that the UPSL is growing in Texas. That, that's what we want to do uh, for it to grow. And, 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 and now when it gets bigger, uh, have the pro-rel going. That's the thing, you know. That's what I'm looking for, like all the other states – in the nation to have their pro rel going. It just gives you something to fight for. Absolutely. And y'all yeah. won't be the only tryout. Uh, y'all and Bernie won't be the only tryout in July. 
you guys actually have a special guest coming in July to host a tryout for some uh, international players. Yes, tell tell yeah. us a little bit about that tryout that's going on. Um, we uh, Well, this is something I, I did announce briefly uh, on your other show. Uh, I didn't have any dates or anything. Um, we were planning to do this in June, um, but we're looking forward to have this uh, a pro combine tryout uh, the end of July or sometime of the first week in August. Um, we have um, partnered and co- are collaborating with uh, Leganes Soccer Academy in Spain. Um, we already have two players that have been out there um, practicing, training for two months. They're heading back out in July. Uh, and so uh, what we're we want to do is uh, the coaches over there, which is uh, Dimitri Koltsov, which is the director of uh, Leganes Soccer Academy, and he's also the head coach for the third division team out in Leganes. Leganes, I, I got to say that correctly. Um, uh, he is going to come out here and scout, and is you know whether it be one or two or three, whatever he sees, and it will be uh, those players will be given or a player will be given a full scholarship for one month training, room and board. Um, they don't have to pay anything, just their airfare. Uh, so this is a great opportunity um, for players that uh, feel they can play at that level and they want to be seen and want to showcase out there for a whole month. Um, you know, he's also coming out here to look for players for his third division team in Leganes. So, you know, uh, that's an option. So in other ways, whoever, whoever is out there, they're going to be showcasing for him as well. So this is a great opportunity. And this is open to anybody, anybody who who, who feels that, um, you know they have they they have the talent to to play at that level, um, and uh, they they just want to get that opportunity. They're invited to come out. Uh, we'll be announcing more information on that. Uh, of course, we have to finalize some details with Wheatley Heights uh, with the field availability uh, to get that going. And obviously, the most important thing is is to make sure that uh, Coach Coltsov gets his visa. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So uh, which it should be a problem. Um, you know, he's got family in uh, Chicago and he's got family in Houston. So um, he's going to take advantage when he comes out here to visit them in Houston and then uh, obviously drop off over here in San Antonio uh, to do the combine. So uh, stay tuned. If you guys follow us on uh, on our social sites of Facebook, Twitter, Insta at Samba FCSA across the board. If you add the dot com, that's our website. Um, just stay tuned. We'll be a- we'll be announcing very soon. Uh, information about that pro combine and about our tryouts as well. And not only will one or two of those people that try out be heading overseas to go play with them, you actually have two Samba players that are heading overseas to go train with them. Is that correct? Yes, actually, uh, they, they were they were already over there. They were there for the month of March, for the mar- uh, month of March and April. Um, we have um, the high school graduate from uh, Bernie Champions, um, Samuel Johnson who played for Bernie Champions, was out there for two months training with uh, the Leganes Academy. And Alex Lucky, uh, who graduated two years ago, um, it skates me what high school he was with. Uh, he went with Samuel. So he they were out there for two months training, living with the players, um, you know, just, just uh, rooming. Uh, they were in a, in, a, in, a, in a house for, I think the house had like about six, seven bedrooms. So there, there was like close to, to 12 players in the house. Uh, players that came from Argentina, Brazil. Uh, there were some players from France. Uh, obviously, U.S. was there. So they they were all there training and, uh, you know, getting their feet wet, see what it was all about. And they're supposed to be there for three months, but they came home early. Uh, so they have another 30 days left on their visa. So they're heading out there um, next month in July for another 30 days to train. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dmitry Koltsov, Coach Koltsov told me that um, he is looking for them now to um, – showcase for his team nice. for the third division nice. so um now they're going out there with uh, uh not just strictly as uh academy players to train but uh, also to showcase and, and try to earn a spot in the third division team so a little more pressure for the kids uh for those kids um you know we're very proud on them going out there um we're going to be doing an interview with them um uh, we also want to uh introduce them at our show on sat um at our game on saturday to the public um, so um, they're, they're, they're out here, you know, vacation, having a good time. And then we also have a, another player uh, who um, is a former player of ours who played in Mexico and, and trained also in Italy a couple years back is uh, Bordino, uh, Jonathan Rexroth, which is my son. He uh, went out to um, Spain to um, train, uh, w- uh, was asked to uh, try out with um, uh, Club Deportivo El Alamo which is a third division team. They asked them 
to go out there for two weeks. He ended up staying there for two months, which that's a real good sign. And uh, they asked him to come back. They're asking him to come back now for preseason to earn a um, starting spot, you know, to earn a contract. So, you know, it's up to him now. I mean, uh, so obviously they like what they saw. Um, we are, uh, family here is very proud on that. You know, it's something that he's been searching and struggling and, um, you know, following his dreams for. And uh, so we're, we're, we're proud of opening up doors like that for, for, for the players here, for local players here in San Antonio. Well, congratulations on that success. I, I know those are huge steps Thank for your club. You. Uh, one thing I am going to dog you on, though, as you tune into the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, yeah, get, get real close. You can see all of our lovely scarves behind us. And uh, the one thing I asked you about at that meet and greet there at uh, Soccer Galaxy was, where, where's the Samba FC scarf, man? Like, I, I want to support, you know, like, scarves is huge in soccer. Do you guys have any plans to do, like, a Samba scarf? Well, you know, it's I don't know why you're saying that, Scott, because Todd received his last week. Oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> no, no, I'm only kidding. You know, um, we uh, I'll be honest with you. We were going to do one last year. We were under the name Genova last year. And thank God I didn't do it because we changed the name. And uh, I was in the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in the process of, of ordering 100 of them. So. I don't know if you guys would have shopped at the 99 cents store. That's probably where they <laughs> you know. Hey, I still have an Athenians one. So, you know, like I said, here, and I got, you know, several uh, Scorpions ones. So. Athenians one, I saw those. Those are very nice. I mean, those are collector's items now. Yeah. But um, getting to what Scott was asking, we are in the process of um, doing a, a Samba scarf. Um, we will announce that very, very soon. Um, I don't know how it's going to hit for everybody if they're really going to look at the, the advertising and, uh, you know, and the, uh, stepping outside and it's 110 degree weather but uh you know it's going to be uh coming out for fall um we're trying to get the design right uh you know we already know what our our, our, our colors are but uh, we just want to get the design right and get things going because this is uh something that uh i've always wanted to do and uh, they're going to be the the dry card the dry card scars mm-hmm. the, the top of line dry card scar so yeah we're the more the those. summer scarf yeah real nice ones and, um, you know, uh, I'm definitely – I'll send some of you guys. I know Gordinho's got a nice little uh, collection back I there. Need to, I need to work on mine. You see it's lacking. That's why I was the one that brought the question up. I need well, more scars. I'll send, I'll send yours, but, I, Scott, you got to put yours this way. Where it's, <laughs> not this way. It'll cover up the Paw Patrol hats. Yeah, yeah, cover, cover them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, no, um, you know, I'll, I'll get that out to you. One thing I, I, I want to – you know, first of all, I want to thank you guys I'll always, you know, for, for – for, um, using your platform to help us out and get our name out there, Samba. And um, I don't know if any of you are coming to the game, but you have to come to the game because I am going to give each and every one of you a Samba t-shirt. Oh, man, that's nice. awesome. That's awesome. So you have to come to the game, though. I get yeah. it. Okay, so, um, so like if Gordinho doesn't come, Scott comes, Gord- Scott will get Gordinho's shirt. That's I don't know a, if nah. I'm fitting that, that double XL. I don't <laughs> so, so Scott doesn't go up and get his. <laughs> that's medium. <laughs> no, I, I have, appreciate that, Coach. From adult small to extra large. Um, so, uh, yeah, just basically just uh, DM me when you get a chance, your size, and uh, we'll make sure that we have your, uh, your, your, your T-shirt there. But, uh, you know, when, next time you guys go on live, all four of you, I'll have one for Todd as well. Next time you guys go on live, I, I don't want, need uh, anything. Just, just basically like to see all four squares. Wearing that blue and samba. Hey, I, I always change up my gear and try and represent. Yeah. Oh, that's what's fun about it, you know. And well, I, I know you're a big Germany fan, Scott. I know that. So um, I know they're playing tomorrow. So hopefully, I like to see them advance. So we'll see what. You know, my last name is German. So my 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 grandparents were German, um, and Irish and German. So uh, I'm a big Germany fan. So, but the scarves for samba, they're going to be coming out. We're we're really really happy for that. Um, you know, it's going to be. Uh, we don't know exactly, but we. I can tell you this: they will be out uh, ready for fall. That's so awesome. Ready. Yeah, ready. And, yeah, and not finished. not saying this just because you offered us free T-shirts, but seriously, like y'all's merchandise. When uh, me and Todd were out there at the meet and greet, like I was really impressed just by y'all's different merchandise. Like honestly, it's almost better than what the Soccer Factory puts out for SAFC. Thanks. Just in my <laughs> honest opinion, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, we uh, we we try to help. You know, I'm not trying to stay with the your typical just t-shirts we want to we want to spice it up out there and you know, some of those uh t-shirts that you saw 
the there was one a blue one with kind of like a with lines on it, like a marble style. Right. That was a big yeah. That was a big hit with the fans. They bought that. They bought plenty of t shirts. The shorts you even know. like weren't didn't y'all have some oh. samba shorts that were on? Like I was like man yeah. like actually they were the they were the well the the, the quarter shorts. You're right. From right. Joma. The quarter shorts from Joma. We have those for sale. And uh, uh, we had a couple of people uh, buy those. So, you know, we're, we're trying to get our apparel out little by little. I'm trying not to go too much with that because, uh, you know, I, I don't have uh, uh, the finances like certain some clubs do where they can just keep a, a big inventory in storage or something right. like that. You know, it's, it's, so just trying to trying to just see what, what the fans are really into. The T-shirts have been hit, I've been getting are very big. I've been getting a lot of emails, a lot of messages for scarves. They yeah. really yeah, want to have scarves. And yeah, it's, 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 more of a, scarves. it's more of a support yeah. thing. It's not about something like, I know Mission City's finally getting their scarves. Um, so I get, you know, it takes time to get the design right and stuff like that. So Mission City yeah. Firm, like uh, uh, Lee finally posted the new scarf for the season, you know, and we're almost halfway into it, but it takes time to get the design right. But to me, yeah. it is, it's just more of a way to support, you know, and, and that's merchandise in general. You know, when you come out yeah. with cool merchandise, it makes it easier to go purchase it to support the club. But when you're buying the Samba FC merchandise, I know it really helps to contribute to help your guys' overall cost for operating the organization while at the same time you get something cool to wear that advertises your support for that organization, in my opinion. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, you know, that's that's the reason why we do it. Um, you know, it's, I'm wanting to do it for a while, but you know, it's it baby steps. I've been going through baby steps yeah. and, uh, you know, trying to get the finances, certain things. I mean, our, my main goal was, was basically uh, to get the name going like last year, get the name and, 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 and put the word out and get players. Yeah. That's, you know, the players going and, and then start from there. And, and, and now little by little, you know, as, as we're growing, uh, get the uh, apparel out there. I mean, uh, it would, it just would be awesome, you know, for me to walk into a, HEB or Walmart and see some little kid wearing a Samba shirt or Samba jersey, you know, that, that'd be really cool. Um, we have one person wearing a Samba jersey. He actually won it uh, at our uh, at our drawing. So he wears uh, uh, to our games. And uh, that's another thing. We're going to be uh, trying to get some more uh, replica jerseys out um, uh, for sale, um, little by little and certain things. Hats will be out. Uh, right now we have, um, uh, oh, one thing I'll do that. I'll, I'll send each, uh, when you guys come, I'll give each, I don't know if you'll, Hopefully we'll put it on your car, but we have uh, car decals. Man, that's yeah. awesome. So, like, you, you're yeah, talking about little decals. by little. I, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, we here at the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable purchased our first 20 stickers. So, yes. so we get the baby steps. We, we have stickers. I saw so that. I will hey, give you a sticker, Coach Rex nice. wrote. Thank you. We're proud of them. Was it, what's, is it called Monkey? Who, who did Rock and Monkey. Yeah, Rock and Monkey. Yeah, if, 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 if you yeah, guys need stickers. Them. I heard they do really good work. They do really nice work, and they hooked us up with, like, a few free ones. You know, I mean, they gave us 24, I think, and, and a Rock and Monkey sticker. But I was, I was really happy. It was my first time having to deal with any type of, like, merchandising questions or, you know, designs. And so they really took care of us and, and hooked us up with a great quality design. Well, and, let's do a swap. You, you know, you guys pick up your t-shirts you. on Saturday. Bring me, you know, bring me a couple, uh, we got three cars in the, in the household here. So bring me three monkey, uh, some uh, soccer uh, roundtable stickers. We're, we're working with like 15 right now. So like it, it's a, it's a very high commodity, you know, supply and demand. I'll get you one. I don't know if I can do three just because that that's oh, like God, 30% of our inventory right there. But <laughs> I appreciate it. Coach Rex wrote. I'm, I'm, and... I'm giving you guys four t-shirts <laughs> and you can't throw in a second sticker. Second sticker. All right. See, that's negotiation right there. That's the art of business. Now we're, now we're at two. Uh, I'm good yeah, with you two. have your budget. We have our budget. <laughs> our budget is a little bit less. Than <laughs> I don't know about that, Terry. I don't know about that, man. I can tell you. I, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Selling some water off the 1604. You know why? I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can get that for you cheap. I get a pallet of water from Granger for like 300 bucks. Let us know. We'll do like a combined thing. But it's it's great having you on, Coach Rex Road. I appreciate it. As we said, match against Atletico, Katie on Saturday at 7.30 over there at Wheatland. We'll be sure to share that information, address, all that stuff. As we mentioned, it's $6 per car. So grab three yes. of your friends, you know, yeah. $1.50 a piece. 15 van, obviously, it's, it's 10. Uh, like, Atletico uh, Katie's coming in a charter bus. They got a charter bus. These so you guys. gotta charge them like 20 at least, right? Uh, charter bus, I think it's, it's 35. There you go. There you go. But, but see, the guy, the, the, I mean, he, he, can, he can afford it. I mean, he's charging $50 for for fans to come in the bus with them. Oh, so, dang. Uh, Interesting concept. Yeah, so last, I'll be honest with you. He told me that 
every game he has about 20 people come in. So 20 times yeah. 50. Yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. That's, that's not interesting. Bad so um, yeah, so uh, you know, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I uh, just want to reiterate uh, once again to you know uh, all the fans, please uh, come out um, this Saturday, June thirtieth, uh, for our our third home match. You know, after three weekends uh, of playing away, we're we're just happy to be home and and come out celebrate soccer. Uh, the good thing about it is that sun's going to be down, so uh, you know it'll be a little warm. But uh, it won't be as bad, and uh, I'm looking forward to you guys coming out. Hopefully, you guys are always welcome, and, and you know, step into the media, the booth upstairs, in nice air condition. Uh, even though Harry came out and, and he really sweated out the the last home game we had at 105 degree, and Todd was in there just like Todd loves that booth. Todd was laughing it up. Yeah, <laughs> was, but, yeah, yeah, he was laughing it up, but Harry was out there. And hey, you know, but I'll tell you, r- sitting on the top row, right, you know, right next to the the press boxes, there's a draft that comes up. It wasn't yeah. as bad as it seems because you get <laughs> yeah. that draft. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it was hot. Don't get me wrong, but no, it, 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 every now and the then you get that little drift. Well, there yeah. you go. So, yeah, so we have a concession stand always yep. at our games. Um, you know, yeah, we're going to, what we're doing for, for Saturday is, uh, we're going to promote it as Samba kids night. Uh, we are, um, uh, Oh, real quick. If you don't mind, uh, we had our first player appearance last Friday and that was over at Elmo's elementary school. Very cool. Uh, Yeah. We were invited. Uh, I took about, uh, eight players with me that were able to come. The ones that weren't working on a Friday. Uh, we went over there, the kids, and we, we met the kids, and it was very nice. The principal knew of Samba. Some of the kids knew of Samba, um, but they were really stoked to, to, to meet the players, and we did it because the principal um, wanted us to encourage the kids, talk to them. Uh, today they had their star test today. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's like so the old toss for us old geezers. Yeah, we, we didn't have that when we were growing up, guys. So, <laughs> Thank no. goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't even think I could even pass that if I could take it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was our first very appearance. Cool. Uh, it was it was great. We took pictures with with the kids, uh, and then they took us to the pre K and the and the kindergarten room. We met the kids there, and uh, so I had a chance to, to 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 talk with the kids and 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 give them a little pep talk and uh, you know tell them to, to to keep studying and and, and you know education is important and all that stuff and. So it was fun. It was really, really fun. So we're hoping to see uh, uh, a lot of the kids from almost elementary part of uh, Kids Night, and they'll be walking in with uh, the teams and also part of um, the ball boys. So, um, you know, it's uh, just something for the kids. And, and of course, we would love to have a lot more, you know, with fireworks and things like that's down the road. You know, maybe. maybe, uh, Well, but that's. that's you putting in that work right now for that community outreach and just that, you know, kind of like we were talking about with the social media, there's other things that you can do to give back to the community that don't cost yeah. anything where at least it puts you out there, exactly. but at the same time, you're doing it for a great cause, you know? Yeah, and so, and, yeah. And that was the thing for the players when they went out there, uh, no one's ever did a, a player appearance like this. You know, we had three high school kids that just graduated and a, an 18 year old, a 19 year old, and a 20 year old, and they've never done anything like this. So um, they loved it. You know, and and I explained to them that you know uh, these kids are, are are just it's it's just setting a good example to them, and right. you know if we can just impact one kid from that group, and we we, we saw 135 kids, so if we can impact one kid from that group, and it, 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 we did our job. You know, it's it's great, and and the, the guys loved it. They said, Coach, when is the next one? So that that that's good to know that uh, the, the that uh, you know we're we're developing them off the pitch as on the pitch for you know for other things. So mm-hmm. uh, we're, it was, it was, it was a fun day. We really had a good time. So. Very professional. That's yeah, that's very professional Thank right you. there. So Thank coach you. Rex wrote, I know we want to talk a little bit about San Antonio FC. So we're going to let yes. you go. Great to have you on though. As always Thank appreciate you. all the information. It's been a delight. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Always you guys showing us some good love. You know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, it's a, thank you very much for, for using your platform to, to help us, man. And, you know, um, any latest, Announcements or anything, you guys will always be the first because you guys always been the first to to show us the love and and and, and I really appreciate that and and you guys do some good work. Every show you that I see, you guys are growing and it's well, just Scott incredible. carries me, so you know that, that, that says a lot about Scott. Man, so. God, your shoulders must be aching. <laughs> 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 thank you again, Coach. It's been a lot. Right, we appreciate you. it. We'll hey, see you out there on Saturday night. night. Thank you. you too, Take care. Have a good night. Bye bye.
So that was Coach Rex Rote from Samba FC. Always a pleasure to have him on. It's just cool talking with different people here in San Antonio about, you know, soccer in the city. And, you know, uh, I'm hoping to still have Coach Carty on for an episode. Uh, if anybody else, players, you know, fans, any of y'all want to come on and just join us and, and talk a little bit about soccer here in San Antonio, reach out to us, DM us, whatever. Be happy to talk to you guys. But uh, definitely want to uh, do a quick recap and, and uh, upcoming match for San Antonio FC, obviously. Uh, didn't get the result that they were hoping for against Reno. Ended up losing 0-2 or 2-0, however you want to put it. Um, Harry, just uh, kind of what were your thoughts a little bit from that match versus Reno? Yeah, so to me, like I said here, uh, Reno came out and uh, their first goal in the 27th minute from uh, uh, Jerry uh, Van Ewick, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, you know, he had a goal that's up for goal of the week nomination, and it wouldn't shock me if it won. What is it with, with, with goals of the week against San Antonio, man? Saves of the week and goals of the week, right? Like, yeah, yeah, saves, it's either it's or. What, what's going on? You notice there's no San Antonio FC goals of the week. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh. <laughs> goals of the week on San Antonio. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. Um, so they had, like I said here, they came out in the first 27th minute, got, you know, got the, you know, the awesome goal you know i don't think anybody you know it was just you know you have to get you know tip the cap to him yeah uh and then brian brown uh, pretty much you know finished it off in the 70th minute with a give and go uh with one of the, the midfielders from you know from uh you know from reno and and that was pretty much it san antonio fc had had some chances but it was just to me it was more of the same where they, you know, they just couldn't finish. You know, just you know, they had more of the possession. Um, surprisingly, um, you know, because when I was watching the game, it kind of felt like that Reno kind of dominated it. You know, and I think it goes back to that uh, uh, possession. You know, with with a mission, um, yeah, with a goal that you know, except here, just you know, through here, and, and you know, you know, we could have repeat the same conversation that we've had. What four? You know, we're what fourteen games in. You know, we've won what four games, five games. So you know, the, the ones we haven't lost, it's it's, it's the same issues. Um, we're twenty games into the season, or fourteen games into the season here. Um, the interesting thing though was the lineup to me. I think that was the big change where they went uh, with Diego, but then Cochran, Felix, Ryan, uh, Sip, and then King in the back. So they went with five. And they just had Caesar up front, and then of course you had Escalante, Lopez, Ward, which I think is a good good addition in. Although Pekka, you know Ward, Pekka, you know on that, and then Gordon. Um, to me, like I said, some things that maybe with the lineup that maybe kind of question uh, the formation. You know, you know, it seems like we go from you know the you know attacking three back to what five in the back. Right. Um, it looks like according to USL.com, um, but you know, for me, like I said, it's. You know, it's the same issues that San Antonio FC's had all year uh, on not being able to convert their chances. Um, the defense, I think, played good. They, you know, they weren't you know world beaters like they were against Sacramento, but you can't expect them to be that every game. Right. Um, and like I said, the biggest biggest thing to me, and it was, re, you know, Reno's creativity, and and that's something that just San Antonio, for whatever reason, doesn't have that same creativity on the offensive side. No, and that, that, that's a fair point. And, and just getting back to kind of what you had mentioned about um, going from like a 3-4-3 to a 5-4-1, you know, I mean, I, it is. It's very interesting to see how we just kind of change formations. And I don't know if maybe it's just Coach Powell a little bit kind of trying to find the right groove. And I know from talking with him, he kind of tries to tailor his lineup to each team almost like a chess match a little bit. And they do things and, and he thinks he knows what they're going to do. And so he adjusts his stuff. And I mean, just kind of like almost like a, a secret spy movie, you know? So it definitely is interesting to see some of these different formations coming out. Um, but Jose, did you have any thoughts just from the match that you wanted to get out there uh, against Reno? Yeah. Just go, go ahead and pick it piggyback off uh, what you said right now. You think um, it's, it's been a good strategy for him to be rotating all these lineups, man. You know, week in and week out, we'll see a different striker. We'll see different midfield. We'll see a different center backs. The most constant has been Cochran, King, and Escalante, and Escalante, and Felix, and Restrepo. But other than that, everybody else has it's been like one of those rotating doors, man. In and out, in and out, in and out. 
Yeah, and I wonder, um, that's a great point. I wonder how much of that, though, is just due to the results that they've seen. You know, when you're seeing positive results, you're not second-guessing yourself, and it's probably not a fair comparison, but, like, almost when you have a fantasy football lineup, you know, when you tinker with it too much, that's yeah. when you lose, in my experience. It's like you just got to trust. You start second-guessing yourself and, oh, well, this matchup, or, like, I like this here, and you can just almost second-guess yourself, and the result, you know, isn't what you want, but... It's a great point. Here, here's a question that I have for you guys that have, that, that have played. And, and like I said here, I haven't played. Is if you're, if you're playing a team that puts goals in, and you know you've got to get goals to, to get three points. Because, you know, San Antonio is kind of at that level where one point's nice, but they really need the three points. Mm -hmm. Is it better – to kind of go in with, hey, I want to be more defensive to try to limit the other side, even though you know odds are you're going to be giving up a goal, maybe two, or trying to push it to where, you know, you know, or, you know, it may be like kind of what Swope was, you know, last year where you scored two goals, but you gave up five. But we've never but been you that were team. more attacking. We've never been that team. We've never ever, not since year one have we been that team that's been the – I'm gonna score for, even though I get I get four scored on, but I'm gonna I'm gonna win because I'm gonna score five or six. You know what though? I think maybe we were that team in the first eight weeks of last season. You know, and we were putting all those points. You know, we were getting all those goals. You know, we had it. It was almost a race for the leading goal scorer. But in terms of a whole season, I get where you're coming from. Uh -huh. Like that's not our that's not, definition. That's not the identity. That's not our identity. Why, but, yeah. But to me, why? And the only reason I bring it up is you know, like Cochran, King, Felix. I understand. But to me, having Caesar, the lone striker up front, which personally for me, I, I don't think that's his, That's a good fit. You know, I'd Todd would say Alex or, Bruce, just since he can't join us. Yes. You know, to, to me, you know, I think I think Caesar's more better, you know, in that attacking midfield role than the guy up front. Um, you well, know, that, and it's not saying he can't finish, but to me, I want that big body up front because they had what uh, yeah, I think they said what twenty crosses and they only converted fifteen percent. Right. And yeah. I think it's just because Caesar doesn't have that size. You know, that that's not his game. No. But that's what that's what SAFC does, and that's the only reason why I bring it up here. If you know you're going to need goals, why go more defensive? Well, and the thing that I hate about that, and we kind of discussed it before we came on the air, mm -hmm. is when you go to that kind of park the bus, bend don't break mentality. I feel like you give the other team so many more opportunities because you're giving up so much of the pitch versus pressing them kind of at every level. I mean, when you look at the statistics, they had 13 shots and seven on target. We had seven shots and three on target. Do you maybe eliminate some of those chances that they had by, you know, eliminating a third of the field? I, I press you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're up 2-0 and you have that insurance goal and, you know, there's 10 minutes left, it's one thing to kind of hold back. And, yeah, if you give up one, you still get the three points. But to just go out in that mentality, I feel like you just put so much more work on your defense because you're giving up half of the field, you know, where they're just constantly pressing. So. I think a lot of people are going are gonna to fall on this point. Uh, I know Todd is going to be, why Caesar? Why not? Why not keep Bruce up there? Yeah, um, like where's Bruce? He hasn't played in two, what, three in games. In my in my opinion, yeah. they're two different players of what Powell's trying to do. Um, Caesar is more of the creating, passing forward. Mm -hmm. He's not a striker. Caesar is not a striker. He's more of a creative uh, a second. Mid. Yeah, and uh, Bruce would be the striker. Bruce would be the one to be up top and. And push the goals in. So if you're going to roll that solo up top, like, you know, with Cesar. Why roll a solo on top? Right. No, and, I, and I agree why with you there. Why not play both? Right. I agree with you there. And, and Cesar like, like creates a lot of opportunities as a forward for some of the attacking midfielders just mm -hmm. with his balls and the chances that he creates. He is mm -hmm. kind of that creative player that, Harry, going back to your point, Reno was able to do and San Antonio FC wasn't. I think Cesar is our creative player in that regard. And, and to me, and I know I've harped on this all year, it goes back to the selection of captain. It goes back to Ryan being on the pitch. Because if, if if you substitute Ryan for either Presley or Bruce, you get that more attacking, and I don't think you give up that much in the defense. You know, you could have Sip, Felix, you know, Christian, uh, you know, kind of going through there. But to me, by, by, by naming Ryan and having Ryan have to be on the field as much as he is, I, to me, I, I, that's, 
that's my story of 2018 uh, of San Antonio FC. It, it, it is because I think, and, and this is no disrespect to Ryan because, you know, you know, he's, you know, he, he, he's great at what he does. He's a great leader. I understand why, coach. you know, with, with the coaching, you know, it's a coach on the field, but to me for the best 11, in my personal opinion, and, and I know it doesn't matter for anything, I think if this if if this team you know continues to struggle and and, and continues to be inconsistent, to me he's you know he you know he's the one that sticks out. To just you know like I said here because you're trying to find a place for him, and you know cause, you know Todd mentioned it, I mentioned it. I don't think he's in the top four of the center backs, but yet he you know he starts there. I don't think you know defensive mids. You know if you're going to place him there, I don't think he's in the top three there. You know, especially with Ward Lopez, you know Pekka, you know, you know he's four deep at minimum there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just to me it it forces a, it forces to me it forces one of our better players or one of our better options off the field. An attacking option they could have. Yeah, an attacking yeah. option. Yeah, an attacking option. Very good. Yeah, like we need goals. So, really wanted to highlight some stuff uh, outside of SAFC today and talk about some different topics, but uh, definitely want to move this along and still kind of highlight their upcoming away game on Saturday against the Colorado Switchbacks. Uh, the Switchbacks have won two out of – won their last two and have won three out of their last five. So definitely right. trending upward. Uh, they're 5-2-2 two and two at home, which we will be going on the road to face them. Uh, so Todd a couldn't – tough place to play. It is. It's, yeah, it's exactly – it's a tough place to play. You know, we didn't get to see AJ here in the Open Cup. It was kind of a little bit of a different roster. So I don't feel like you can really compare – what we did against Colorado uh, in that match versus the team that we're going to face here on Saturday. But uh, Todd couldn't join us. He did send me his three keys to victory. So just kind of wanted to highlight those for him real quick. Uh, no, his voice, though. I'll, I'll drop some F-bombs. I don't know if I can pull okay. a Todd Kaiser voice. Like, that's a Northeastern thing, and I'm from Texas. Like, man, you put me on the spot right there, Gordino. <laughs> like, real quick, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm <laughs> fucked, as Todd would say. Uh, number one is prevent the corner uh, and free kick. If we give them the chances that we gave Sack, we're fucked. Number yeah. two is break down their defense. We're getting better at it, but still kind of the weak link. Bringing men into the box and spreading them out with guys on the wings, which, you know, we've kind of talked about that in previous episodes is we, we're not just crushing the box, you know. Jose, we need, you, we need more than one striker up there. Well, yeah, you we can't crush two. the box with one striker. Yeah. yeah. That and, makes it and a little then, difficult. Uh, and then a 5-7 striker at that. Right. Season, you know? How, yeah. are you gonna win, how are you going to win a, a corner? How are you going to win a, a cross with – I mean, it, he can do it, but more than likely – He's going to have not. open space. Yeah, yeah. And because he is kind of a little bit of injury prone as well. So, you know, sometimes when you face those injuries, you're a little bit more reserved when it comes to really attacking on those 50-50 balls. But his third point of the game was to stay strong on the left. He said their primary attack from Colorado – always comes down the left side of the pitch. So those were just kind of some of the three keys uh, there from Todd for victory. Uh, Harry, did you have anything that you want to add about the upcoming match versus Colorado and just kind of what you maybe want to see or, or how you think maybe we can win? You've been up there, right? You've been to a Colorado game up there? Yeah, I went, I went last year. And how, how's the how's crowd. crowd and all that? The supporters crowd's about three to five thousand. Um, are, they, are they like an aggressive crowd? Are they more laid back, family? more laid-back family they do have a you know a good supporter section uh that that's up there they do offer a tailgate uh, very similar to ours which you know they're, they're, they're uh have i think they've done a little bit of changes in the uh the seating there but it's a it's a good environment and, and like i said here the facility that they have and i know they're looking to get a new stadium more downtown as opposed to their stadiums more on the uh, uh east side of town uh, but like I said here, it's right next to where the uh, AAA baseball team plays. So that's moving down here next year, I guess. Um, so like I said here, the, the facility's good. Um, the pitch, you know, the pitch, you know, this time of year should be fine. If, if you're talking about earlier in the year, you know, especially with the cold and stuff, I mean, you know, it's a little bit rough. But I think at this point here, although it might be a little dry because I know Colorado has been uh, you know, a little bit dry, but. To me, it's just the altitude up there, and, mm -hmm. and that's that's what they really kind of the press here, and, and you know, just being from Colorado in general, 
you know, they want the teams to know, hey, you're playing at 5,000 plus feet. Sure. Um, and it does it does make a difference, uh, you know, especially in the second half. You, you know, you can see the, the tired legs on there. So um, it wouldn't shock me if there was a little bit more rotation-wise, um, you know, on the, on the lineup here, you know, possibly uh, with it here. Um, but to me, you know, at home, both are defensive-minded teams. Um, and it's one that it, whoever gets the first goal, you know, you know, typically is going to win that game. You know, it's been my experience. And, you know, we saw it here just at the know, Open Cup. You know, yeah, at the Open Cup, it was, you know, it, it was it was an entertaining match, but both teams, you know, kind of struggled to finish. You know, you know, you know, for it here. But uh, uh, you know, I know in the Open Cup game, you know, we gave up what uh, a header off of a corner. I know in Portland, you know, it was a free kick. I know in Reno, it was a free kick. And I want to say, um, so that's where we're really getting hurt, um, you know, on the goal scoring is really with with the, the uh, uh, with Set the free pieces. kicks and and, um, and um, corners um, for and that. And I think that's why it's it's Todd's number one key is you know if you go back and look at the goals of the year. I bet you more most of them are on set pieces, either through corners or free kicks. That's, that's a great point. So let's get into our final thoughts. Jose, any, any final thoughts, whatever you want, whether it's Laredo Heat, San Antonio FC, what you got? Yeah. Shout out to my hometown, Laredo Heat, man. They're unbeaten in seven, I believe now. I think at seven. Uh, they're number three in the nation, the uh, NPSL. That's no fun. City, Todd. No, uh, no, City. no, Detroit's like 20th or 30th somewhere. Um, 50th. Maybe uh, there are there ninety eight. There's ninety eight teams. That's 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 a big league. Y'all wouldn't um, say this if Todd was here. Also, also I think Todd had had asked this question about the uh, upcoming Fourth of July game. Santos printed out a special scarf. Yeah, um, if you if you buy a ticket, if you buy a ticket, seventeen bucks to get the scarf. If you're already a, a season ticket holder, you buy the ticket and the scarf. You can keep the scarf, and uh, San Antonio uh, the website allows you to donate. That, that ticket that you're buying to a military member. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that's super cool that they're doing. Um, and then another, the last thing, man, uh, shit, if we if you really want to make the playoffs, which I'm at a limbo right now, I'm not sure, three points has to start coming in. I don't know how they're going to do it. However they do it, I don't care if it's ugly anymore. I don't care if we're playing well anymore. As long as those three points start rolling in, that's all that I'm – wanting to see right now three points i don't care if it's a a goal off your face like the first goal of chicharito made when he was in manchester i don't care if it's a a 60 yarder uh we we gotta start winning games man if if we're really serious about making the playoffs or any type of playoff run yeah no that's a great point what about you harry uh what are your final thoughts before we yeah my final point is going to kind of yeah i was going to bring up the scarf because it's an awesome looking scarf i know we talked with uh, samba about the scarf um, I already told my wife I'm going to pay the 17 bucks to get a ticket just so I could have that 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 patriotic scarf because it, it, it's a sweet scarf. Uh, but to me, like I said, if San Antonio FC is going to be making the playoffs, to me these next two games are, are pivotal. You got at Colorado Springs, who's right ahead of us in, in the lineup. It's a true six-point game. They're three points ahead of us. Um, you know, so if we can, you know, if we win, it keeps them from getting any points and it, it puts us up plus they're, I think, two, three games ahead of us already. Um, so to me, it's something that's through there. And then on the 4th of July, the, the next home match, uh, you know, I know San Antonio FC is having the, uh, was it the after party? Fireworks. Fu- the, the, the fireworks. Um, it's dollar beer night because it's on a Wednesday. Um, the scarf. So we better, there better not be any red seats. Um, you know, you know, for their hair, it's, you know, we don't, you know, I, you know, I watched this last game on, on TV. It was, it was a little RGV ish with, with, with how many seats were, were, uh, were open. Um, yeah. But I've been, I've been seeing the, the crowds start dropping, man. Yeah. It's, it's, and I don't, I don't know why it's, it's a product of probably not frustration. You know, do you really want, do you, if you're seeing ticket holder, okay. If your tickets already kind of for, but if you're going to, if you're buying a ticket, as the team is going, do you go back do again? You re- do you really go buy one if you know eh, they might win, they might lose? Uh, I don't know. They might play ugly. It was a know. fun night, well, but I'm not going to go every Saturday for sure. Yeah, not. I know, and this is what I thought was odd because I sat in section 114. I had three tickets. Uh, unfortunately, I had a family thing that popped up to where I wasn't able to go. 
the you know you know Chris who sits next to me wasn't able to go and neither was Roy. So I know that and normally and like I said here, you know, the family issue is just kind of a one off thing. But it's very rare that all three of us, you know, would would miss a game. And and to me it's one of those things to where you know, it's it's you know, Kenji mentioned hey the, the, the performance on the field it's been inconsistent. Um you know, and you know they do a great job social media wise, um, but you know, like the the interaction that oh, and I, we forgot they're introducing a third kit uh, for this uh, for the Oklahoma City game as well. Uh, we got that, but we got that uh, voting uh, on our Twitter to whatever you think it's going to be. So, but uh, to me, my final thing here is we, we've got to support the team, uh, and, and the reason why this is so you know important is we're facing teams. We've never beat Oklahoma City, and, and when you know a month ago when Oklahoma City was a dumpster fire, I was like, hey, we're going to finally beat them. They have as many wins as we do now. Yeah. Um, they're four points below us, so you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a normal Oklahoma City San Antonio FC slug match, which we've never won. How yep. cool would it be to be on the Fourth of July, catch some fireworks, have some dollar beers you know, with your new scarves, you know, to, to be able to celebrate that? And you know, we, we've got to have a good, you know, you know. 78, 8,000 fans there, you know, you know, Toyota Field, in my opinion. Yeah, and we'll talk about that some more. We still got another episode before that matchup. So, uh, but yeah, definitely a 4th of July match coming up. That'll be the next home game, so that'll be exciting. Uh, but definitely tune in on your ESPN Plus subscriptions that I think everybody has finally stopped bitching about uh, now that we've kind of gotten into the season. And you know how to Chromecast that, and, you know. True. You realized it was only four ninety nine, but I, I guess for my final thoughts, uh Huge matchups tomorrow uh, in the World Cup. Some huge implications. Gordino, you got your your Mexico scarf up there. Um, you know, I'm obviously repping my team. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but again, if you are in our uh, pool there at poolhost.com, as far as the World Cup goes, don't forget. Come Thursday, you're going to need to upgrade or update your picks now for the uh, round of 16. So this thing is right. not over yet. I may be at the bottom, but I'm coming for you, Harry. I'm coming for you <laughs> yeah. at the top. Hey, believe it or not, man, the Mexico's been playing great. They have a chance of not making it to the round of 16. It's it's good. it's one of those no by Argentina. Argentina today in Croatia. Out. Yeah, with Iceland almost getting the I lost a a, a point there, but um yeah, so Mr. it's Mr. Diego Maradona was blown literally <laughs> out of his mind. He was I heard he gave uh, the, the, the two-handed salute uh, as well. He did. Know, There's yeah. images of that. The, the, the Single on there. But he, was, he wasn't all there, man. There were a lot of fun memes uh, yeah. <laughs> with when that that we've been exchanging. Been uh, he, never changed, Diego. Never changed. Never changed. Change. <laughs> well, this is our, our new episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Like I say, we will be out now on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. every week. And uh, be posting to SoundCloud uh, and iTunes Probably at that same time, actually. So uh, if, you know, the video thing's not your thing, but you want to download it, you know, the night before for the drive to work in the morning or whatever, we'll have all that stuff out for you from now on on Wednesday evenings. So thank you for tuning in to the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. We out.